0: Welcome to At the Threshold, a podcast for ministry leaders during this new, unsettled season in the life of the church. We are your hosts, Ashley Alley Crawford and Shelly Pitts, and we are both clergy in the Great Plains Conference of the United Methodist Church, comprised of approximately a thousand churches in the states of Kansas and Nebraska. Shelly works with Clergy Faith and Wellness with the Great Plains Conference.
1: And Ashley is the Clergy Recruitment and Development Coordinator, and we're sharing this from the Office of Clergy Excellence. Our focus here in At the Threshold is to host a conversation with and for clergy in order to describe what's happening, ask questions to help get us unstuck, and encourage the heart of pastors and leaders in this liminal time in which we find ourselves. Liminal may be a new word. But a new season calls for a new word. Liminal means a threshold from what we've always known to, well, we don't know just yet what life and ministry is becoming. Our goal here is to find a little light
0: at the threshold. In our conversations, we are seeking to describe some of the dynamics that we're seeing and identify some questions and possibilities that are bubbling up for us. Ultimately, we hope you leave today with your heart encouraged in some way. Each time we gather, it's our hope that you'll glean one or two things to think about, act upon, or pray through. I'm Ashley Alley Crawford, and co-leading with me today is Rev. Dr. Shelley Petz. Shelley and I are both clergy here in the Great Plains Conference, and we're hosting a series of conversations on behalf of the Office of Clergy Excellence as we lean into the disruptions and the gifts of the coronavirus season. In each of our conversations, we are describing some of what we're seeing. We're identifying some questions and some possibilities that are bubbling up for us. And we hope to encourage the heart of everyone who hears us today. This has been a hard year, hasn't it? Between the typical challenges of pastoral leadership, the last few years have brought a great deal of conflict and pressure in the lives of clergy. We don't want to gloss over or minimize those challenges. And yet our theology compels us forward. Psalm 126 verse 5 is our banner. Those who sow in tears will reap with shouts of joy. The opportunity for tears has been plentiful. Is it possible for a harvest of joy to be on the horizon? For summer 2021, at the threshold, we'll be proclaiming great joy. Instead of providing interviews with people who can help us navigate the liminal season of the pandemic, we're collecting stories of joy that clergy are experiencing. We read in Psalms 30 verses four through five, you who are faithful to the Lord, sing praises to him, give thanks to his holy name. His anger lasts only for a second, but his favor lasts for a lifetime. Weeping may stay all night, but by morning joy. This is indeed good news, right? But the problem is we just don't know which morning joy will come. Several years ago, a friend of mine told me that as they approached a decade of marriage, up to that point when she and her husband had struggled, the other one was in a pretty good place, being able to be resilient for both of them. But for the first time, they were both down and sort of at a loss as to how to navigate forward. I have thought of what my friend was communicating about how we rely on each other in times of, of struggles, many times in this last year of COVID. COVID unearthed some struggles that were present anyway. Systemic racial injustice, health and financial vulnerabilities, political and theological division, self-sufficiency and entitlement, fear. But prior to March 2020, the whole country, actually the whole world, had not been struggling all at once. What would we do when we would collectively struggle? I can still remember when I read the Harvard Business Review's article last spring that named what we all were experiencing, grief. I was a tiny bit ashamed that the church had not called out our grief first, but thankfully the church has the answer for grief, lament. We as pastors have some experience with lament, don't we? It's certainly on our minds when we're leading funerals, when we're planning blue Christmas services, and is the primary theme of Good Friday. But I confess, I don't do lament well for myself and often when leading others. When I do lean into it, I think of verses that I like the ones I read from Psalms or from Jeremiah and Lamentations. And since I bring up Lamentations, let's just consider it for a moment. Despite the obvious amount of lamenting in the entire book of Lamentations, I find that I tend to focus on the beloved and beautifully reorienting words of Lamentations 3 verses 22 to 23 certainly the faithful love of the Lord hasn't ended certainly God's compassion isn't through they're renewed every morning great is your faithfulness there are five chapters in Lamentations but hope is found in these two verses and in a handful of other ones. But what do I turn to Lamentations for? Honestly, it's these words of comfort. It's not the depths of lament. We've learned to literally sing the songs of God's faithfulness, and rightfully so. God's faithfulness is the headline. And yet, lament is a big part of the story. And lament takes as long as it takes. So for those of us who are still finding ourselves in an active season of lament, we invite you to keep lamenting. And yet the headline is indeed at the center of our Christian story, and it is the good news of Jesus Christ. And where Jesus is, there come seeds of joy to be planted. Certainly, the weeping does last through the night. Joy does indeed come some morning. This conversation is an invitation to hear from some of our clergy colleagues, how they're finding joy in these days. Some of the stories we hear will have more lament, but with glimmers of joy. Others will be bursting with it. Regardless, we invite everyone listening to have eyes to see the places where God's presence interrupts the darkness of this last year. I found that when I can bear witness to God's presence in another story, it's a little easier for me to see it in my own.
1: When Ashley and I first started talking about proclaiming great joy, the scripture that inspired my thinking and praying was Luke chapter two, Christ's birth narrative. The angel of the Lord spoke to the shepherds and said, do not be afraid. For see i am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people great joy is one of the foundations of our faith and was proclaimed at the time of christ's birth even when things were not all figured out or clear then i was reading further in luke about Jesus' ascension in luke 24 there is great joy there as well I think exploring this in terms of Jesus' birth through Ascension is pretty amazing. The Ascension story includes the stuff our faith is made of, all couched in the midst of a farewell from Jesus. Law, prophets, psalms, death, resurrection, repentance, forgiveness, blessing, worship, and great joy. Even in the midst of the unknown of what was coming next, the disciples had great joy. It was a life-changing experience for them. Christ had been with them, taught them, blessed them, and would send the Holy Spirit to be with them, even when he is no longer physically present with them. And they have no idea what is coming next. They have experienced the pain of death and the reality of grief. And they had great joy. As Christians, we also know the rest of the story and what came next for the disciples and early church. And it wasn't always easy. There were some really hard Christians, but they entered into this time with great joy. They proclaimed great joy. From Jesus' birth through his ascension, And even into stories in the book of Acts of the early church, there were calls for and proclamations of great joy. As followers of Christ, how can we do the same? If we can tap into how the early church proclaimed great joy, maybe there is a huge opportunity for deepening our own discipleship. As I got closer to a time to really pull everything together for this series of conversations, I was not feeling great joy. A few close family members and clergy colleagues helped me to have space to name that reality. I came to the realization of why I was struggling. Since I was in a time of not having great joy all throughout and I was not in any state to proclaim it, I wondered how could I authentically come to this conversation with you? I wondered how I could journey with other clergy colleagues when I didn't know what to say myself. Through my own wrestling, lamenting, creating space for the weeping and the long nights, I realized I don't have to have great joy all figured out or even be experiencing great joy. There are times when I cannot proclaim great joy. In those times, maybe it is an angel or the Holy Spirit or a friend or neighbor who has come alongside me and proclaimed great joy when I could not. I also humbly recognize that there have been times that God has used me to proclaim great joy when others could not. Friends, wherever you are today, it is okay. We are not here to tell you that you must have and proclaim great joy all the time. I am here to give witness that there are seasons of lament and we don't get to decide how long those seasons last. What we do hope to offer is a place to hold space for God's good news. Some will proclaim it, some will hear it, some may not want it now, Some may tune in later. I believe that is the good news. God meets us where we are, even and maybe especially when we have no idea what is coming next. We are going to take a little break and hear about some opportunities for growth. Stay tuned and we will be back shortly.
2: Stay better connected to the Great Plains Conference and track success with your spiritual disciplines by downloading and using our new app. Our primary social media channels appear on the home page of our app. Need a daily devotion? Look no further than our link to the upper room right on the home screen of our app. Our communications staff will keep you up to date on the latest stories from within the conference and beyond Kansas and Nebraska. And we'll help you stay on track with your spiritual disciplines with our Spiritual Fitness Tracker. Each time you complete one of the five disciplines, we help you measure on the app. You just click a button to get a point. To help you stay healthy, we even have a fitness tracker that allows you to record your time taking part in aerobic activity, strength training, or even counting your daily steps. Our new app will even help you track some of the foods you eat to help you maintain a balanced diet. You can measure how well you're doing spiritually, in exercise and with your diet by checking your progress by week or month. All of this, plus access to conference videos, photos, blogs, news, and more, available at your fingertips on your iPhone or Android, or on any tablet. Download the new Great Plains Conference app today.
0: excited to introduce Rev. Kathy Hawley. Kathy has been pastoring for 22 years, but has served the New Covenant community in Wichita's Delano District for the last 15, adding Norwich UMC west of Wichita 12 years ago. New Covenant is an urban church that ministers out of two storefront buildings. One houses the sanctuary and office and the other the life support center. Norwich is a traditional rural setting, and so she gets the opportunity to bridge into two different kinds of worshiping communities. Kathy is married to Neil, and they will celebrate their 33rd anniversary in July. Except for the first six weeks of the pandemic, New Covenant has been open and doing outreach ministry with a great team of volunteers. Kathy, thank you so much for being with us today to proclaim great joy.
3: Glad to be here.
0: We'd love to hear your story. Will you give us your testimony of what what it means for you to proclaim great joy in this season?
3: Okay. So I've been thinking about this and um, the whole idea of what has sustained me and others throughout the pandemic with great joy. And it keeps coming back to um, the ministry that we're doing at the Life Support Center and the team of volunteers that we have. We... Ashley said, "We we came back after six weeks of shutdown, and we just dived in, and all the all the existing volunteers at that time were just so excited to get back to do ministry. And here's the deal: in the past year, the the scope of our ministry our ministry has grown <laughs> more, maybe more so than it ever has, and um, both in the the activities that we're doing." And the relationships that we're building, and so that that is just really excited, exciting. And um, so we started back May first of 2020, serving lunches to the homeless out on the um, back patio. We have a, a patio back there with some some benches to sit on, flowers. Um, there's even a prayer labyrinth painted on the on the parking lot there. It's it's just a nice, welcoming place to be, and so we started out serving lunches, but over the over the course of the summer and the fall, we actually added quite a few more ministries. We we opened up the clothing ministry that that had been ongoing, but we also opened up some creative ministries, doing some um, arts and crafts in the parking lot. We um, instigated a new family. Um, food box outreach called Grocery Relief, and we also were able to to dive into the ministry that we had started um, before COVID hit called New Life Creations, which is an anti-poverty initiative, and I'll, I'll tell you more about that in just a minute. So we were really able to, to grow during that that season of of the pandemic. And um, when I think about it, I think I think about that concept of the difference between ministry to people and ministry with people. Okay, and I that's where we're getting. <laughs> that is our goal to, to to be focused on ministry with people. Um, sustainable and transformational ministry which means that we're giving a hand up rather than a handout and it's all about relationships and we're working hard at forming relationships and we see that in the in the clients that come but we, we also see that in our volunteers and our volunteer base has has probably tripled in the past year (laughs) Um, people want to come and volunteer down here and um i've had several volunteers tell me that if they weren't able to come down to the life support center two afternoons a week and and serve and and be with other people they don't think they would have weathered the pandemic as well as they did I have two retired pastors that volunteer with us, Rick Thornton and Jeff Miller, and they're down here twice a week with us, serving with us. And then I have um, volunteers from three different Methodist churches in town, East Heights, Aldersgate and Asbury. And so we we have some so many volunteers right now that we're having to schedule them. <laughs> okay. At first it was like everybody came on the same day and and, and did it all, but now now we're scheduling volunteers and, and that's that's pretty cool. And and just the fact that that we have volunteers that understand that they receive healing and wholeness through serving the kingdom down here at the Life Support Center um because I think we all understand that we're all broken in some way and so that gives us a, a way, a base of ministry to to our to the people that come um, for our, our for our, our services that just is very meaningful. We have a story of transformation I want to tell you about and and her name is Pauletta and Pauletta is our first, Client with the New Life Creations, we hired her at the, um, right before COVID hit um, at the early part of 2020. Pauletta came here two years ago and started volunteering. She she was coming to church um, with her mom, and she started volunteering. And she was very shy, um, you know, just kind of stayed in the background. Well, she we found out that she liked to make jewelry, and so we approached her about our new Life Creations ministry, which that that's a, that's that's probably another fifteen minute um, story. So, if anybody wants to know more about that, they can they can contact me. But Pauletta became our first client, and the transformation in her has been amazing. She is now a very confident, capable young lady who um who who she doesn't only she isn't only our first client she serves with us i mean she's one of she's one of our main volunteers so it's kind of a a a melding together of of exactly what we want to see is is people that that come around we minister with them they're part of our ministry team but they also receive healing and and um transformation through being here and being a part of the different activities and ministries at the Life Support Center. She has her first craft show this um, or a week from Saturday, and she's so excited about that. Paulette is a very um, talented young woman, and her gift is she goes names. And so, as we look at building relationships with people, that is very important to us. She, she knows every person that comes and gets a lunch. She remembers their names, right. <laughs> and um, that um, that is very <laughs> that is that I, I can't do that. <laughs> and so, we are very grateful that, that she can do that. So we're just kind of um, we're we're just thrilled to have her on our team, and and also to have her as part of the New Life Creations. Um, initiative that, that has started up this year. So we've had a busy year and I think that, that has been that has been great. Um, because we we understand that the king you know serving people in the kingdom didn't stop just because there was a pandemic. And um, again, the volunteers that we have make it all happen. And I I cannot I cannot give enough thanks to the, the base of volunteers that we have. I, I would name them all by name, but I, I would probably forget somebody and I don't want to do that. <laughs> but um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's been a great joy this past year.
1: Thank you so much, Kathy, for leading us this day in a testimony of joy. We are so blessed. Our next guest is Reverend James Reed, Jim, we are so glad to have you here with us today. Reverend James Reed has been retired since 2007 after serving as senior pastor at Manhattan First for nine years. In retirement, he has served as volunteer director of development at Wesley Campus Ministry at Kansas State University. Since moving to the Meadowlark retirement community, he has led a study group called Contemporary God Talk, That is now back at it after a 14-month hiatus due to COVID-19. He also finds great joy playing jazz with the Thundering Cats big band that is also ready to crank up soon. Jim, we welcome you and are excited to hear you proclaiming great joy. We invite you this day to share with us your own words of great joy.
4: Well, Thank you, Shelley. Um, I guess I'd have to say that my basic disposition is joy. And uh, I've been blessed with being able to feel that that way. But let me just kind of tell you my story as as, uh, we face the pandemic. Um, One of the things that my wife Sherry and I had did before the pandemic and so we traveled extensively and we had just traveled uh, to a long-awaited trip uh, cruising to uh, Hawaii and circling for uh, for the islands it was just marvelous and we sailed back and got off at the port in Los Angeles boarded our plane only to come back within two weeks were um, absolutely in lockdown, and uh, what are we going to do? And of course, at that, what we got to remember is we didn't know what was going to happen. We had no idea. It, it was one of those things where we don't know what the future is going to hold. So, what will you do? Well, when we hit lockdown at this retirement center, they did it really well. You know, I don't know where they got their training. Well, nowhere. They just did it on the start. But we had every one of our meals delivered, or we cooked them ourselves. We did be able to have groceries delivered from uh, Hy-Vee, but we were wearing masks all the time if we ever stepped outside the door, which we seldom did. But you know, one of the things that happened there is that we just had a, Sherry and I just had a great time. We almost kind of got reintroduced to each other because by gosh, we weren't going anywhere. And, and, uh, and, and then things happened here at Metalark that was so interesting. The, the people who delivered our meals would slip little notes into our meals. I got tired of styrofoam, uh, containers and, and food that was a slight bit cold. But I never got tired of the little notes of joy that uh, our friends on the staff here did for us. So I was really, uh, really one. It, we just all kinds of things were learned. But slowly, but surely, we kind of came out of it, you know. Uh, and, and then finally, for us, uh, after these months and months of being on lockdown, uh, the announcement was made Metal Ark Hills is getting the vaccine. And I mean, they had that so well organized. And by, by January 23rd, we had our first one, and by February the 3rd, we had our second one. And it was, it was something. And, and so we began to play with each other again. And I pulled out my guitar again, and we got our group to sing. You should hear them sing the great joy we have. And we just we just had it last night again. Uh, we sing at three, at three o'clock, and well, I have people who are ninety who are singing "Proud Mary" with me, and uh, it, it's a it's a real hoot. And some of them now are making their own suggestions, and they want to sing "Sweet Caroline," and by gosh, we do it. So it's that's great joy. But the other joy, I think, is uh, just how. Uh, how much fun I'm having with Sherry. We, we've watched more movies than you can imagine. And we have talked politics. And during the election, we work politics like crazy. Have you ever tried to do politics by not going anywhere? But we did by Zooms and all of that. And, and, uh, we continue to do that. And then the other thing, the great joy of doing this, I don't know whether you know this book, but I do. And, uh, I'm not just holding it up in front of a chapel. I became so acquainted with this thing. And you say, well, read? You're a preacher. You ought to be acquainted with it. Well, there's a difference between reading professionally and reading for what God might be saying to you. So what I've done is I've just started reading through the whole Bible. And I don't do it like Genesis to Revelation. I, I do a chapter every day. and. And then I then I write it down and so the the I do a, a verse from each chapter that I read and phenomenal things like from first Peter finally all of you have unity in the spirit sympathy love for one another a tender heart and a humble mind I hadn't read that for heaven's sakes I'm supposed to but I didn't but I have now what great joy how much fun and so there's just under great joy during this time another one is this i didn't go to church but i did and you know what you can get online and you can go to church all day you get on there and so i've gone to church from berkeley california to new york city and it's been a hoot because you see all the different styles I actually get to hear a lectionary preacher every once in a while, and you know that's my own stuff. But I, it, it, it's great; it's a, a great kind of thing. Just, just the joy that we have. I don't know how the what's going to happen with the life of the church. I don't know how what we're going to be do. But here's what I do know: I do know that the joy that we have in in our faith in Jesus Christ is the kind of joy that that that. We must always have. Um, I guess I'd say we need to be clear about what Chara means. You know, we take so many different words from that word joy. The, the, it, it is, I, I'm just reminded of John fifteen eleven. 11. Uh, uh, that my joy may be in you. And that your joy may be complete or full. And I think because of our faith in Jesus Christ, our joy is full. And so for my colleagues in ministry, wherever you are, I wish for you joy. Well, who knows what God's got in store with for us, but uh, it, um, it's going to be something. And we are the people that need to be full of joy as we celebrate it. It's been great to share with you.
0: Thank you so much, Jim, for your witness of joy. Well, it's my pleasure to introduce to you Susan Marithi, who serves at the St. Paul UMC in the Prairie Rivers District in Nebraska. She's originally from Kenya, and along with her husband, Jeff, is blessed with two beautiful children, Faith and Nem. During COVID, they enjoyed exercising together as a family through walks and runs and doing weights. For fun, she enjoys reading a really fun book or watching a good movie. Susan, welcome. We are so
5: glad to hear your testimony of great joy. Thank you. So, um, I mean, thinking about the last 15 months, um, of course, what comes to mind immediately is (laughs) the struggles. Uh, And so it took me a time to think, hey, wait a minute. It hasn't been all bad. You know, there has been joys and things to celebrate and i remember exactly um 15 months ago i had taken um a short trip uh vacation to houston texas and while we were there everything started closing down um the schools um by the time we came back the in-person worship in the churches was closed down and um We just realized we had to start figuring out very quickly how ministry and life in general is going to look from then onwards Uh, our greatest lesson uh, during this period of time was that ministry is not limited to a single way of doing um, because god is the author of creativity and so we had to figure out creative ways to do ministry um, during time of COVID. And so I started exploring online worship. Um, I tried them all, Zoom, uh, Facebook Live, YouTube, I cannot say it wasn't without its challenges. Um, I messed up a lot. <laughs> um, it quit on me sometimes in the middle of the worship service. And I just learned to smile and say, hey, we'll try this again, you know. Um, and uh, especially being um, the only tech person that was handling this, I was recording everything on my phone or my computer and then uh, distributing it to uh, my members who could not um, have access to live. And so um, that's how we started. But uh, the greatest thing that happened during this online ministry was that i was literally able to minister to the entire world with the gospel and so john wesley's famous phrase that um i when he says i consider the whole world as my parish became literally true Um, we had people from different cities different states Uh, different nations, Uh, my friends from Kenya um, and from all the states I have ever lived in the U.S. and um, towns, listening and actually engaging. And so what happened is that people that I had not gotten a chance to minister to for a long time um, uh, got to be engaged in our worship services. Also, at this time, we were able to do Zoom Bible studies. Um, That meant that our Bible studies were not just for um, the specific congregation that I was pastoring, but uh, I was able to invite my friends, students in college from far away and be part of that. We were also able to do social distanced prayer Uh, which is something I had never imagined it can ever be done. Uh, We were able to do that. We were also um, able to have um, some outdoor activities. There's something we did called Neighborhood Mic Night, which was really um, an opportunity for people to share talent and have a time of fellowship as a community, having been closed in for... Some time we saw the need to have the community to interact in that way. And so, generally, we got to explore different things than we ever thought we could ever do. And, um, we were able, so this is, this was fun. We were able to do church meetings and execute church business from the comfort of our houses. And I had my parishioners talking all this tech language of, um, zoom and mute and, and all those fun words that nobody knew what they meant before. Uh, but we were able to do meetings that way. And that was really, really good. And so, Technology moved from being a scare thing for us to being a really big blessing um, in terms of how we were able to do ministry. Um, another blessing during COVID was time with family. And so um, one of the really neat things is that my husband Jeff and I were able to be involved more in the lives of our children Um, both socially, spiritually, academically. Um, We helped with sixth grade math. Gosh, who knew that would be so hard? Um, And also high school geometry. We did that. We did crafts. We did gym activities in the house. Um, That was was fun and, and challenging at the same time. We were also able to teach our kids uh, different chores and duties in the home. We cooked together. We learned how to clean together. That wasn't very much fun for them. But <laughs> but we learned how to do that and then have time to play and, and relax. And so um, uh, we would either watch a movie or go biking, do exercise together, like I mentioned before. Um, And that became a really big blessing. My husband and I have been um, very, very much involved with our um, schooling since we have been in the US. And honestly, it felt like that's the only thing we did. We did school and we worked. (laughs) And so this was a time for us to um, have a downtime and spend more time with our children. Um, Also, we were able to be involved in their spiritual formation. So we scheduled some prayer time in the morning and in the evening um, and invited them to do this the way they, they felt best. Um, And so we experiment with some fun ideas and the music they loved and listened to scripture together. So that was really good. Um, On the extended family level, um, we were able to call and Zoom or FaceTime with our family back home. And honestly, for longer periods than we had done before, just because there was no one rushing in the morning to get kids ready for school or go to work or things like that. I can also say that during the time of COVID, that's when I had the best personal care. Um, I mean, I have learned about it, taught about it, thought about it, just never did it well. And, um, even now it's not the best but I can say it has a semblance of <laughs> wholesome uh, because uh, we were able to do um, physical exercise together as a family we went biking we uh, we went for walks we lifted weights in the basement together and did challenges of who does what and, and also um, we were able to challenge each other to keep the routine going. And so it's not, it wasn't there. I'm, oh my gosh, I got to do exercise and I'm working so hard on it this week. And then next week um, I have forgotten all about it. Um, so what am I saying with all these many words is that I think I would agree I would agree with Paul um, in his epistle to the Romans, chapter 8, verse 28, that all things work together for good to them that love God, Um, this is to mean that God can absolutely take a bad situation and be able to produce something good and wholesome out of it in that god creates beautiful things out of chaos that he that is his specialization that's what he did from from the time he was creating the world and so that is my joy during this period of coronavirus
1: thank you so much we are grateful for your witness today our deepest appreciation goes out to kathy jim and susan for helping us to explore what this means, to really look at joy in our everyday living. We're gonna take a quick break and then we'll be right back. This health boost is brought to you by the Abundant Health Initiative of the United Methodist
2: Church.
6: Get up, get ready. It's time for a health boost. Let's unite to boost our holistic well being. Strengthen your spirit with this one minute breathing meditation. Let's begin deepening our breath. Big breath in. Slow breath out. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in, and out, one more cycle, in, and out. Bring your awareness back to the present. Acknowledge this moment of peace you've been a part of and take it with you throughout the rest of your day. Smile and let the joy of healthy living flood through your body. Join us in creating Abundant Health for Everyone. Learn more at UMCAbundantHealth.org.
0: As we close our time today, we are so grateful for clergy colleagues who, despite this season of lament, are able to proclaim great joy. As we said earlier, our conversations in this season are under the banner of Psalm 126 verse 5. Those who sow in tears will reap with shouts of joy. We also said that we would hold space wherever you are today. Whether you're feeling more lament than Thanksgiving, we hope that we know, that you know that we are here with you in it. If you have enjoyed this conversation today, we invite you to share it with a friend by searching for At the Threshold on Podbean, Google, or Apple Podcasts. And also we will share some extra resources on our website and you can join in some discussion there at greatplainsumc.org at the threshold.
1: As we wrap up our time together, we want to share a reading from Jan Richardson's Book of Blessings, The Cure for Sorrow. Receive this as a blessing for you today. Because I do not know any medicine for grief, but to let ourselves grieve. Because I do not know any cure for sorrow, but to let ourselves sorrow. Because I do not know any remedy, but to let the heart break, to let it fall open, then to let it fall open still more. Because I do not know how to mend the unmendable, unfixable, unhealable world, that keeps finding itself healed as we tend it, as we follow the line of it, as we let it lead us on the path it knows. Because I do not know any solace but to give ourselves into the love that will never cease to find us, that will never lose its hold on us, that will never abandon us to the sorrow for which it holds the cure.
0: We thank again our clergy colleagues who joined us today, sharing their testimonies of joy. And thank you to everyone who listened. We hope that you've been able to see our new reality just a little bit clearer, maybe asked a a few new questions and that you've been encouraged. We hope that you're finding light at the threshold.
1: for our conversation today about navigating ministry in liminal time. You can find links to join future conversations at greatplainsumc.org/at-the-threshold or subscribe to our podcast, At the Threshold, on Podbean or Apple Podcasts. As for today, we hope that you've been able to see our new reality a bit clearer, asked a few new questions, and been encouraged. And in the days ahead, we hope that you're finding some light at the threshold.